It's nice to see you today. We're on the third part of our series. We've been talking about it's time for Christmas. You might remember in the very first week I talked about it's time to share the good news. The good news of what? Well, Christmas is the good news that God invaded the earth, right? The creator of the universe came to earth to dwell among us, to teach us, to die for our sins. We celebrate that. That's what Christmas is about. I talked about in sharing the good news, saying, if we really believe it's good news, let's invite people to hear it. Let's invite people to hear the good news. Like, people like to share good news. When you have good news, we share it. But when it comes to the good news of, of Christ, sometimes we're timid about it. Well, at Christmas time, you'll be surprised. A lot of your family and friends are going want some sort of Christmas experience. I mean, the real Christmas. You know, it's, it's normal. It's like Easter and Christmas are the times that a lot of people are interested. So invite people. I said, don't say no for them. The guaranteed way to say no for them is not to invite them. You just said no for them. Say, hey, we're having a Christmas service on Sunday morning, and then on Monday night, we're having a Christmas Eve service. Come, I think you'll like it. It's a great way to celebrate the real meaning of Christmas. And just leave it like that. Let them decide. Don't push them. Don't force them. But share the good news. Open up that door for them. If they want to walk across it, that's up to them. But don't keep the door shut. Guaranteed way for them not to come. Don't ask them. Guaranteed. They will not come if you don't ask them. Then we talked about worry. We talked about in this season, we're worried about so much, we're stressed out. There's more anxiety during the holidays than any other time. And who are we celebrating? The Prince of Peace. Isn't that funny? It's the opposite of what we see. So I'm, I've got to get to this uh, event. I've got to get the shopping done. I haven't done this. And in the time that we're celebrating the Prince of Peace, we have the least amount of peace during that time of the year. So I encouraged you to change that. I said, it doesn't have to be the same all the time. Redo your schedule. Make it more peaceful. Make it more relaxed. Maybe say no to some things so that you get peace in your life. Don't let it be a, a burdensome. Don't, you don't want to be burdened by the holiday. You want the holiday to be good for you, not bad for you. Some people hate the holidays because it's just so stressful. Today, since we're talking about Christmas... I'm going to talk about capturing the moment, capturing the moment, what it's really about, and what we have to do to capture that moment, to make Christmas significant in our life, to make it real, to make it what it's supposed to be. Four out of ten people in life dwell on the past. You know, things that happen, regret, you know, if, uh, if only this would be happening, they're rehearsing loss in their life. They're dwelling there. They can't seem to move on. They're really wishing for another place at another time. For whatever reason, that's where they are. In Christmas time, it tends to be more that way. So 40% of the people will never capture the moment because they're not in the moment. They dwell on the past. 50% of people, 5 out of 10 people, are more futuristic. They're always thinking ahead. You know, I've got to get this done. 
I've got to get that done. And in Christmas season, it's even going to be enhanced more because of the nature of more stuff to get done. You're not capturing the moment. It's about, okay, we've got to get shopping. Uh, I've got to get to the mall. Oh, yeah, that's party. And I've got to make preparations for this and that. It's all about what I've got to do for this. It's all about the future. And they're not enjoying the moment. Only one in ten people tend to reflect and hit the pause button and stop to smell the roses. Enjoying the time that you're in. Leaving the past in the past. Letting the future take care of itself. And actually enjoying the moment. If one out of ten people do that in life, it's less during the holidays. It's less than one out of ten. Because there's more reminiscing because of the holidays, there's also more things to do about the future. And the purpose of Christmas is to encounter God. It's not about presents and trees and all those things. That's not bad, but it's not the purpose. The whole purpose is we're, we're celebrating that God came to earth as a man, as a baby. That's the celebration. And we can be so much... In our own world, think about what I need to do. So much in our own world, thinking about something in the past that we never capture the moment of what Christmas is really all about. And we go through it, and we lost it. And we'll never get it back. My goal, my purpose, is to encourage you to get everything out of Christmas that you were meant to get out of it. To make it the best that it can be. That you don't miss what it's really all about. Our goal is to look at the Bible today. And I'm going to look at a story of two women. One woman captured the moment. The other woman let it slip by. And she'll never get it back. The most significant moment in her life she lost. And she'll never get it back. She'll never get it back. As we're thinking about this, I want to talk about what we mean about capturing the moment. What moments are we supposed to capture? What are the moments we're supposed to capture? In Christmas, there's two key things that it's really all about. One is about God coming to earth. So how would I capture that moment? Well, I would go to church on Sunday the 23rd, right? It's a Christmas service all about capturing that moment. You know, how else? I would come to the Christmas Eve service. I'm not saying this because... Hey, we need to fill up the church for some sort of ego reason. It's not about that. It's about capturing the moment. What's this about? It's about Jesus. I would come on the, sun, on the Christmas Eve service. That's Monday. I was going to say Sunday. But Monday night and celebrate Jesus coming. How do you celebrate Jesus coming? When you're doing a celebration service where it's going to mostly be singing. I am going to share something. But it's mostly going to be music and singing. I want to remind us. What is it? Remember, we're not the audience, and they're the performers. And we're like, yeah, way to go, way to go. That's never been a part of what worship's really all about. I'm not saying that you can't have a special music. Like someone sing a special song. That's good. That can enhance a moment. But that's not what real worship is all about. What it is is he's the audience. We're the singers and they're leading us to worship him. And it's God. It's not us saying, way to go, way to go. It's God up there 
we're singing and worshiping, and God's the audience saying, way to go, way to go. He's clapping for us. When you understand what worship really is, you know what you start doing? You start singing. If people don't sing during the worship time, it's not about whether you like to sing or not, because that's not even the issue. It's not about singing good or bad. I purposely sing quiet because I feel like I sing bad. Okay, I purposely sing quiet. It's not about that. You know, I'm doing that as a favor to you guys, okay? But when you understand what it's about, you sing. Because you understand, they're not performing for me. We're performing for him. And then all of a sudden, you sing the praises to God. The reason people don't sing is they, they didn't capture the moment. They didn't even know that that was the moment. They didn't even know that that's what it was about. That's what worship is. So during the holidays to capture the moment, I want to do things like that. I want to do something like get a Christmas gift for Jesus. So something that, like the one that I like to do every year, and we, we, we do this as our Christmas uh, gift, is I sponsor a child through Compassion International. It lasts a whole year. It's $38 a month for the whole year to sponsor a child. But that's my, I already give to the church. So I've decided that's what I want to do. I, I just sponsor a child, and it's a way to say, this is my Christmas gift to God, you know, something like that. Give a Christmas gift to God somehow. One way is this year, anybody that gives a Christmas gift to the church, we're going to use that money to help people within the church that are having a financially hard time to enjoy Christmas. It's going to, this, this year, any gift in the church is going to go to help somebody here, okay? Um, sometimes we do things differently, but any, but that's only going to be if you write on the stub, you know, Christmas gift. If it says Christmas gift, I know, okay, that is something that someone's donating to help someone in this church that's hurting financially so that they can have a great uh, Christmas experience. But that's a way of capturing the moment of what is it really about? It's Jesus' birthday, not mine. Why am I getting all these presents? Am I against you guys getting, giving presents to one another? Don't get me wrong. Those traditions are wonderful. They're, I, I like that we put a beautiful Christmas tree up here. These are traditions. They're wonderful. They're beautiful. It's not Christmas. Is that really Christmas? Is that really Christmas? No. But is it a tradition that I like and I encourage? Yes, go for it. I want to give those gifts to my kids. But you're talking about capturing the moment is when you're giving the gifts to the kids and they're, they light up and they're excited. You've just captured a moment with them. Because Christmas isn't just about your relationship with God. It's your relationship with family and friends. And you can be so busy and preoccupied with things that you don't connect with one another. I can be so busy running here and running there that in the holiday season, the kids have two weeks off of school. What an opportunity for me to do more special things with them. I don't get that opportunity again until the summertime. You know, season that moment. Once that two weeks is over and they're back in school, I've lost my opportunity to connect with them in a deeper way than I could have. You know, um, I get a little bit more time off. What an opportunity for me to do something special with my wife. I won't get a chance to, do, to have that amount of time or time like that again until the summertime when I take a vacation. Why lose that moment? What I'm saying is take advantage of what the holidays are about. It's about Jesus. 
So capture that moment. So your mind and heart's in the right place spiritually. It's about family and people. Capture them. Make those things happen. They're, they don't just happen because you want them to. You actually have to make it happen. You have to work it out. My kids can be off for two straight weeks, and I can be so busy wanting it to happen but not making things happen where I can enhance that time with them. So capture the moment. And I'm speaking on this because I think a lot of times we miss the moment, and we miss what it's really all about. Look at Luke 10, 38 through 42. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. So Jesus is coming. Isn't that Christmas, right? Jesus is coming. That's what Christmas is. Well, in this case, Martha's there and Jesus is coming. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparation that had to be made. She came to Jesus and asked, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. This is a story about two ladies. One captured the moment, and one didn't. One got it, and one missed it. So I want to unpack this a little bit. I want to look at four keys to capture the moment, to make the holidays and life better. I don't think this is just about the holidays. It, it's more relevant to this time of the year, but it's not just about the holidays. Number one, replace the urgent with the significant. Many of us would say we have a relationship with Jesus. Yet Christmas becomes a time, I don't know if you feel this way, Christmas doesn't sometimes feel like a vacation. It feels like more work, just a different kind of work. Right? I've got to get this done. I've got to get that done. And what does work do? Work is the number one thing that prevents me from spending time with my wife. Work is the number one thing that prevents me from spending time with my kids. Work is the number one thing that prevents me from spending time with God. I still need to work. I'm not anti-work. But, you know, I would say the average person at least spends 40 hours a week working, minimum. And then when you drive back and forth, it's probably a, another 10 hours. That's 50 hours right there. And then you have to, you know, shower and everything in the morning. and take. I mean, when you start adding up the hours, it takes such a portion of your time, and it takes your best time. So by the time you're home, you're tired. I don't give my wife and my kids my best time. I can't on a holiday, like on a weekend when I'm, you know, I'm, I'm rested. I got to, you know, but I don't. You know why? Because I get up, I go to work, and by the time you've worked eight hours driving there and, and driving back and 10 hours have gone by, you're, you're done with your best time. You want dinner. You want to sit down and watch a meaningless show on TV. And you want to go to bed. That's the truth. That's the truth. If you work hard, if you have, most people, that's their lifestyle. And you're not doing anything wrong. You have to work. But during the holidays, it's the same way. It's just a different kind of work. And I can be preparing, 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 and still not have any significant time with God, my kids, my wife. 
So in Luke 10, 39, we see Mary. It says, she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Now, why was Mary able to do that? Because there were urgent things that needed to get done as you read the story. Martha's saying, somebody help me, somebody help me. There was urgent things that needed to be done. Why was she able to do that? Because she separated the urgent from what was more important, the significant. So, Martha is saying, a celebrity is coming over. He was a celebrity to the house. A celebrity is coming over to the house. Whoa, Mary, we've got to get things ready. So, they're working to get everything ready. And Mary helped. But they weren't done yet. And once Jesus walked in the door, Mary stopped. Mary stopped. Why? Because if you have a guest coming over to your house, what's the whole point of a guest coming over? If I invite you to my house, what's the whole point? I want to spend time with you. The whole point is I want to spend time with you. That's the meaning behind it. That's what's significant. Mary knew what was urgent. But she knew what was significant, what was more important. And she chose what was more important. She knew her priorities. What's the most important thing right now? Jesus is here. He's the most important thing. The preparations might not be 100% set, but too late. He's talking. I'm there. She picked what was more important, the whole point of having him come. Can you imagine this? Martha, who's doing everything else, Lost that opportunity forever. They didn't fully understand that he was God yet. You realize that. But later they did. Can you imagine that? God came to earth as a man. Visited my house. But I was too busy for him. I was too busy for God. In my house! And I complained about my sister... Not being too busy. This Christmas. Christmas is about God coming to earth as a man. And I'm too busy to do the spiritual part and connect with God. The whole point. The whole point. Capture the moment. I say with your kids, you know, read the Matthew chapter 2. Read them Luke chapter 2, the, the Christmas story. Matthew 2, Luke 2. Read it for yourself. Capture the moment. Make sure that Christmas is really going to be significant in your life. Look at Matthew 6, 34. Give your, entire, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. And that's what Mary did. She knew that this was the time to give your entire attention to what was important at the moment. And you're going to be in situations during the holidays that you're going to have to make the choice. This could be a special time for my kids, or I could get this done. This could be a special time for my husband, or I could get this done. This could be a special time for my wife, or I could get this done. You know, sometimes a special thing for your wife might be to help her do it. You know, whatever. But it's a priority thing. What's, what's most important? You've got to catch those moments that are more important, because when the holidays are over... Like I said, they're back in school, you're back in work. You lost your opportunity 
to spend that extra time on the marriage, to spend that extra time um, on what's ever significant. Work is always going to be urgent. But God, your wife, your husband, your family, your friends, they're significant. Look at Matthew 6.33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. This verse applies. There's urgent things, but seek first the kingdom of God. What's significant? God came to earth. That's significant. We're taking time off. Pretty much the whole world shuts down. The whole world shuts down. Even in countries where there are very few Christians, the whole world shuts down to celebrate this day that God came to earth. So replace the urgent with what's significant. And that will make this Christmas time way better. The second thing is replace physical preparation with spiritual preparation. In Luke 10, 40, it says, But Martha was distracted by all her preparations that she had, that she had I'm sorry, that had to be made. I'm tongue-tied today. I don't know why. But she was all busy with these preparations that had to be made. And it's all physical things. But on the spiritual level, she's missing it. She's missing it spiritually. If you're too busy to spend time with God during this holiday, if you're too busy to even read the Christmas story, then something's got to go. And I don't think it's the Christmas story that has to go. I don't think it's the Christmas worship service that has to go. I don't think it's the things that are about the real story about Christmas. Something else has to go. If you're too busy for the spiritual preparation of what it's about, then you're simply just too busy. Something has got to go. Martha wasn't willing to let those other things go. And she missed Jesus. She missed it. Never get it back. There's times to stop, even if it's not finished, because something else is more important. How do I define a moment? A moment is something that would enhance your relationship with God or with people. You want to grab those moments. Preparations sometimes need to stop. Mary chose what is better. Martha kept going and missed the opportunity to enhance her relationship with Christ, of all people. Wouldn't it have been cool if the two sisters both sat down, both spent time interacting with Christ, connecting with him, and for the rest of their life, they'd have a shared moment that they could talk about? Have you ever done something really fun or significant with your spouse, and you talk about it? We've gone on vacations together and had great times, and we'll talk about, remember this, remember that? And you have those memories together because you shared. But have you ever done something very significant and tried to share it with somebody that wasn't there, and they just don't get it? They don't get it? Have you ever had something really funny happen? But it was because everybody was there in the moment, it was so funny. But when you share, share it with somebody else, they don't laugh because they don't get it. They weren't in the moment. Mary had a significant time, but she couldn't share it with Martha. Martha wasn't there. She wasn't in the moment. She didn't capture what was there, and she'll never know what it was like to have that type of interaction with Jesus. She'll never know. She missed it. We want to make sure that we're capturing the moment with Christ, with our family. In Colossians 3, 2, it says, 
Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. So I have two choices. I can walk around just seeing the things in front of me, or I can see the bigger picture. The things in front of me are, oh, I've got to get this done. I've got to get that done. The bigger picture is, what is this all about? What is this really all about? It's about time with God. It's about time with family. It's not about the hustle and bustle and the lights and the trees and the gift wrapping. Those are good things. That's fantastic. But that's not what it's about. In 2 Corinthians 14, it says, There is far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today and gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. Those are the things. The things that are going to last forever. The decorations go back in the box. If you have an artificial tree, it goes back in the box. If it's a real tree, it goes in the garbage. All those things, you know, they don't last. But if during the holidays you connect with the God of the universe, that lasts. If during the holidays you connect with your spouse and family and friends, that lasts. That's going to last for forever. That's what's important. Then number three in your notes, to have a great Christmas, replace self-absorption with personal reflection. Let's look at Luke 10, 40 to 42. Don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset by so many things, but only one thing is needed. Martha focused on the external things. Jesus was focusing on the internal things. Martha focused on what was pressing right now. Jesus focused on what was needed. What Martha needed was not a new Mary. What Martha needed was a new Martha. She thought, if God, if you would just fix her, my life would be better. If you would just fix him, have you ever thought about that with your spouse? God, if you would just fix her, life would be better. God, if you would just fix him, life would be better. Maybe it's a new you that you really need. You can't control what they do, but you can change the areas of your life that need to change. Christmas is like that. Jesus came to change our lives for the better. Let's celebrate that. Let's focus on that. Let's see that. He said, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset by so many things, but only one thing is needed. Jesus wanted her to understand what was really important in life. It's not about all the preparation. It's about spending time with God. Remember, Jesus is God. The whole focus was spend time with God. You know what you need this Christmas? Well, you don't need a new gift, even though that would be nice. You don't need a new toy, even though that would be nice. You don't need a new husband, even though that would be nice. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, you don't need a new husband or a new wife or new kids that listen and obey. Man, if I had new kids that listened and obeyed, man, life would be great. You need a new you, a new heart. There's things that I need to be working on in my life, changing me into the man that I need to be. Growth is ongoing. You never reach perfection. So I need to continue that ongoing change in my life to make me a better person for myself, for my family, for my wife, for the world around me. 
And it never stops. It never stops. You keep learning. You keep growing. Lamentations 3.40 says, let's take a good look at the way we're living and reorder our lives under God. That's a great thing to do at Christmas time. Because since Christmas is about reflecting on God, it's the time to reflect on myself as well. People say, well, that's what I do on New Year's. Okay, you can wait another week. You know, but it's a time to reflect on God and say, God, are, are there areas that I need to change? Because it's about your personal relationship with him. God wants to guide you in a direction that's going to bless you and bless others around you. God designed you. God created you. That's why you ask God to reveal these things to you. Everything has a purpose. If I take a fork, for example, and try to use it as a Phillips head screwdriver, which I have before, <laughs> the fork gets abused. Why? Because it wasn't meant for that. It messes up the fork. It's, it's not designed for that. If I'm living a life that God didn't design for me to live, I'm abusing myself. I'm abusing myself. We have in this society, we, have, we talk a lot about people abusing one another. We don't talk enough about how we abuse ourselves. I want to live the life that God created me to live. I want to do what I, the purpose for me in this world. If you're not living out your purpose in life, you're abusing yourself. You're doing something with your life that you were not meant to be or do. You're not going to have the health that God wants you to have. In Psalms 139, 23, and 24, it says, Investigate my life, O God. Find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me. Get a clear picture of what I am about. See for yourself whether I have done anything wrong. Then guide me on the road to eternal life. It's like a CAT scan. Find whatever's messing me up on the inside, the blockage or whatever. And you're asking him to find that spiritually for you. You know, what is it that's, you know, reveal to me the areas I can be better at? You want to constantly move forward in your life. You've heard me say this a hundred times. I'm not the man I want to be, but thank God I'm not the man I used to be. And you want to continue forward like that. A year from now, I want to have been able to take a step forward. And I still won't be the man I want to be, but I won't be the man I used to be a year before that. And you want to continue. If you think you've arrived, you've missed the whole boat. You never arrive. It's an ongoing process. Number four, replace the superficial with the supernatural. If you want a great Christmas time and to enjoy it, you've got to replace that superficial stuff with the supernatural stuff. In the coming days, moments will come that's going to enhance your relationship with God, the supernatural. And if you're too busy with the superficial stuff, you, you, you won't do it. You'll miss it. It's all about choices. Choices are going to flow out of your conviction and values. And that's going to determine your lifestyle. And if your conviction and values don't match with God, something else, that's where your lifestyle is going to go. If your conviction and your values match with God, that's the direction you're going to go. So you want to have your convictions and values in order. You know, things like I said about family, about God, get those in order. And then you'll make your choices, your lifestyle based on that, which might mean not doing something 
that you have a tradition to do in order to have time to do what it's really about. In Luke 10, uh, 42, it says, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Why? Because it was better to spend time with Jesus. I'm not going to take that away. You thought it was better to clean the dishes. Okay? Two choices. Clean the dishes or spend time with the creator of the universe. Clean the dishes or spend time. To me, that's a no-brainer. But how many times are we guilty of cleaning the dishes? Do the dishes need to be cleaned? Yes, they do. But sometimes I'm going to say, I'll let that be messy right now because this is more important. I'll do that later because my kids are more important. I'll do that later because my wife is more important. I'm not saying those things don't need to be done. But you'll lose the moment. You won't get it back if you don't capture the moment, if you don't make the right choice at the right time. Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24, it says, Let not the wise man boast of his wisdom, or the strong man boast of his strength, or the rich man boast of his riches. But let him who boasts, boast about this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight. If you want a good Christmas, focus on this. Don't miss the moment. But focus on some of these things that he said. You know, understand and know God better. If at the end of this Christmas season, if you understand and know God better because of your celebrating, wow. You know, if uh, you're celebrating in a way that you can't remember what happened, <laughs> you're probably not going to know God better. You know, God wants you to love what he loves. In that verse, he says he loves kindness. So that's, you know, is kindness taking place? The word justice. That word justice isn't the same way that we use the word justice. If you really understood how the Hebrew works, the, the better term would be compassion. Because when they use the word justice in their language that we've, we now use for just laws in gen, general, that's have just, it was about things like justice would be used in a way that meant like orphans, they need justice. Uh, widows, they need justice. It's a word that specifically is connected with those that can't help themselves. Okay? So, justice, it's like compassion. You know, that's sort of the idea of like uh, the Christmas gift to help somebody that's in need, that type of thing. And the way that uh, this word means then righteousness, choosing to do the right thing. God says he delights in that stuff. He delights when you are kind and compassionate and doing the right thing. That makes God happy. I want God to be happy with how I handle Christmas. I want it to be a good holiday, meaningful. And it can be fun. It can be fun. We have a charge. We're making a decision. I'm not going to miss the real moments. I'm not going to get so urgent that I don't have a significant time with God and with my family. I'm not going to be so busy preparing things that I don't get any spiritual preparation because it is about Jesus coming. That's what we're celebrating. I'm not going to be so self-absorbed and focusing on me that I don't see what God's doing in my life. I'm going to move 
from things that are superficial to what's supernatural. You know what? I'm going to have a Christmas tree. We're going to give presents. You understand? I'm going to go shopping from a family. But I'm making a choice that Jesus is going to be in the center, in the middle. He's going to be the main focus of this celebration in my family. They're going to be the main focus. And if that means I have to say no to other things to make that happen, I'm going to say no to other things to make that happen. And I think in the long term, you'll look back and you'll say, that was a very, that was a wonderful holiday. I can't tell you how many people go through the holidays and they're so sad about something in the past that it's a miserable time for them. They didn't capture the moment now. I can't tell you how many people go through the holidays and they're so focused on doing things that when it's over, it wasn't a significant time. They won't even remember the holidays a year later. If you ask them, what did you do last year at the holidays, you, you don't remember because it wasn't significant. I want this year, for me, I want it to be significant. I want it to be something that we cherish the memories together. I want to grow closer to God. I want my family to have the best experience. Capture the moment. If you do that, you're going to have the best Christmas ever. And that's my desire for you. If we're going to have Christmas, let's have the very best. So I'm going to quickly go through this last part. How not to miss God's presence and purpose this Christmas. Mary sat down. So I use the word slow down. When I'm in a car and, I want to, and you see something, we were traveling and we were looking for like deer and moose and stuff like that or bears and stuff. And when you see something, we'd slow down. Why do you slow down? So you can see it better. So she sat down, and I'm saying, slow down uh, this year. Just slow down a bit so you can enjoy it. Number two, listen. I put the word be open. Because when you're listening, you're open. Be open to God. Be listening this holiday. You know, take in everything you can spiritually. Listen to God. And number three, choose what is better. And I put down, don't miss the moment. When you study Mary, the most significant part of this whole story is Jesus affirming her behavior. Because to me, that means if Jesus affirmed her for being this way, he'll affirm me for being this way. Capture the moment. Pick what's most important and allow that to happen. So slow down, open up, and don't miss the moment. And let's allow this holiday to be the best holiday ever. Maybe today you'd say, I've never even began by really giving my life to Christ. It starts there. I'm going to lead us in a prayer, and you can make this your prayer. Please pray along with me uh, silently. Jesus, I'm ready to choose what is better. And Lord, I want to start by choosing you. I want you to come into my life and make me the person that you created me to be. Thank you for coming to earth during this Christmas time. Thank you for dying on the cross so that my sins and my mistakes can be forgiven. Make me the person that you want me to be. And Jesus, I want to know you in a deeper way this Christmas. I want to deeply connect with you. So would you speak to me this Christmas? Would you speak to my heart and to my life? Would you give me the courage to pause and connect with the people around me, to spend time with you? Lord, I pray for our church family. I pray that we wouldn't miss you on this Christmas. As followers of Christ, that you'll be in the center of this holiday. Thank you that you give us the opportunity to have a fresh start, a fresh look at you and at ourselves. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.